Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 16 of Genesis chapter 7. And we're going to be reading verses 13 through 16. In the selfsame day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them, into the ark. They and every beast after his kind, and all the cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two, of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in, went in male and female of flesh, as God had commanded him, and Jehovah shut him in. I'll stop reading there. In our last study, we had gone to Matthew chapter 25, And we were going through the parable of the ten virgins, five wise and five foolish. And we had quickly, but but we had gone through each verse all the way to verse 10. And uh, in this parable, again, the wise represent the saved who have the spirit of Christ, who is wisdom. And the fools represent professed Christians that lack um, the Spirit of Christ. They also lack oil, the Holy Spirit. And yet both have lamps. Um, uh, All the professed Christians have the resource of the Word of God, the Bible. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And when the cry comes at midnight that the bridegroom is coming, then they all go out and all turn to their lamps. The wise have oil and their lamp lights, and which, which indicates they can see. They're enlightened. They will have knowledge. It, it, uh, the fact that they have oil in their lamps all, um, ties in with the wise who understand, as it says in Daniel chapter 12, but none of the wicked or the foolish will understand. It it also um, ties in with the statement in Ecclesiastes chapter 8 that a wise man's heart discerneth time and judgment. Or it ties in with Proverbs 28 verse 5. Evil men understand not judgment, but they that seek Jehovah understand all things. The The wise have understanding because they have oil, the Holy Spirit, which when when you put oil into the lamp, the lamp lights. When the Holy Spirit is within an individual who turns to the Word of God, the Bible, the lamp, then the Holy Spirit enlightens the things that he's reading, the Scriptures, and he's able to see. This is why 
First Thessalonians 5 tells us in verse 3, For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Who's in darkness? The fools, the five foolish virgins who lack oil. They are in darkness because they have no oil to light their lamp. But it's not the case with the wise. The wise understand, therefore, Christ's coming does not overtake them as a thief. He comes as a thief in the night for the unsaved, the foolish. They have no ability to see in the dark. But again, it's not the situation with the true people of God. And, and the clear implication, since this is, this parable, Matthew 25, is, is completely associated with the coming of the bridegroom, the coming of Christ. The, the clear teaching is that God's people will have the advantage of oil, the Holy Spirit, that will enlighten the lamp or the scripture, and therefore they will understand, that they will discern, a wise man's heart discerns time and judgment. They will possess information regarding the biblical calendar of history and God's program of times and seasons. They they will be able to see and understand the the time of the Great Tribulation, twenty three years, and and immediately after the tribulation, judgment day. The the sun is darkened. They'll they'll have knowledge of these things because they have the Holy Spirit. It you know that that's really what it comes down to. Why does one person possess understanding of uh, the things concerning the end and another person does not because of oil, because of the Holy Spirit. Well, okay, let's go on reading here in verse 10 of Matthew chapter 25. And while they went to buy, that is, the, um, the wise told them to go to them that buy and sell, to get their own oil. And that's exactly what a true believer would say to someone who who wants to know, well, how can you see these things in the Bible? Show me. And and yes, you can show them the verses, but but ultimately it requires that they have the Holy Spirit to enlighten them. And and so we direct them to God. Go to God. God can open your eyes. I can't open your eyes. And, and so they went to them, the triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Uh, or le- that's where the wise directed them. But ultimately, these foolish virgins went to their pastors, their fellow Christians, their elders, their deacons, and said, Now, uh, we're hearing these things about the bridegroom's coming, about uh, Judgment Day, May 21, 2011. 
What do you say? They're looking for oil. They're looking for enlightenment of the Holy Spirit, but they're turning to the wrong source. They're going to their church and their church leaders. And they say, well, the Bible says no man knows the day or hour. And, and, and so forget about it. It's not going to happen that nobody can possibly know. And, and so while they went to buy, while they're all caught up in discussion with, uh, with the leaders of their churches and, uh, which is really keeping them from going to the, the true merchant man who is God himself, while all that's going on, the bridegroom came. The time elapsed. The time wherein, remember, Zephaniah 2, before the day come, before the decree, before the fierce anger of God. That's the time to seek the Lord. But now that time has um, all expired. And Christ came. Now, uh, when did he come? May 21, 2011, exactly as the Bible indicated, he came as the judge of the world. And someone might say, are you crazy? Uh, you're, you're out of your mind. Nothing happened on that day. There was business as, as usual. There was no change. The world was not destroyed. That's right. He did not come at that point to destroy the world. He came to judge it and to judge it with a spiritual judgment in a similar way as he came to judge the churches and congregations at the beginning of the judgment that began on the house of God, May 21, 1988. Did Christ come as a judge? Yes. Did the people in the churches see him judge them? No. And yet, he came as a thief to the congregations. He took away their candlestick. He removed the light of the gospel. He ended their salvation program. He turned the entire corporate church body over to Satan. It was a grievous, terrible, awful judgment. And nobody saw him. That's how wonderful a thief he is. That's why the Bible says he comes like a thief in the night. He is an outstanding thief in the sense that no one is aware that they've been robbed, that that all of their blessings were stolen by God, by Christ. And he did it to the church, and the church continued to operate and function and go about their their church business for 23 years, the entire period of the Great Tribulation, denying, oh no, God has not judged us, the Holy Spirit has not left us, we are the same church today we've always been. But of course, over the course of that 23 years, they they began to go far astray, far afield from the Word of God, doing outlandish things, in church after church after church, there was falling over backwards. There was holy laughter. Uh, there, uh, homosexuals were made um, bishops and pastors and elders, and and women uh, began taking 
uh, positions of leadership all across the church world and there there was a tremendous falling away that has never been equaled in all past history like the falling away that occurred over that 23 years because the the vultures came and God was not there to ward them off he let them feed upon the carcass that was the dead church, a church without a head. It was the the stinking corpse of a church that lacked the power of God any longer to defend it. And that was the, the terrible judgment of God. Likewise, on May 21, 2011, God abandoned the world. He shut the door of heaven, he ended his salvation program, he abandoned the world in the sense that he's lifting his hand of restraint off the hearts of men, so that now the the spirits working in the world had to do with keeping men somewhat um, sane in, in relationship to the commandments of God, but now that basic morality that the Holy Spirit mandated and 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 kept the world going in has just been removed more and more so that now mankind is finding it more and more difficult to distinguish between right and wrong good and bad they they can't see the the right way the way that was written upon their hearts the way that the Spirit of God constrained them and held them back from doing greater evil. Now, God's Spirit is lifted more and more, and we're seeing working out in the world since the judgment of God came on the date of May 21, 2011 beginning, we're seeing it working out in the world where they are going into greater blindness and darkness and, and again, losing sight of morality. We, we've already, and, and this apparently is the early stages of the judgment, already mankind to a, a, a degree, again, never before seen, thinks now it's proper for men to marry men and women to marry women and, and, and there's all sorts of talk about transgender and, and they, they can't even say that a bathroom is for one sex or the other. It, it, it's just painful to watch. Or we, we find it already in an evil area with abortion that the world is beginning to lose sight of, of, of just decency as they are, um, involving themselves in the buying and selling of body parts. It, it, it's just horror beyond belief and everyone ought to be shocked at that, and everyone should say, oh, how could anything like this happen? May it never happen again. And yet, yes, there was an uproar for a little while, and now it's quieted down, and they they continue the business. And, And we can be sure it'll just get worse. Over the course of the prolonged judgment of the world, until God brings it all to an end, and the end will be the literal physical destruction of the world and universe. But at this time, it's a spiritual judgment. 
And here again in Matthew 25.10, While they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready, yes, they, they were wise, they had oil, they, they had the Holy Spirit, so they were ready. They that were ready went in with him to the marriage. Now, the, the Greek word translated as went in is 1525, and it's also translated as entered. Remember, that's how we started back in Genesis 7, verse 13. Noah and his family entered into the ark. Well, over in Matthew chapter 24, it says in verse 37, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And that's the word that's translated went in, uh, in Matthew 25, verse 10. It's the same Greek word, 1525 in Strong's Concordance. So the wise virgins, they that were ready, entered in with him to the marriage. They entered in with him just like Noah's wife and his sons and their wives entered in with Noah into the ark. They they entered in, and then what does God tell us in Genesis 7? Um, in verse 16, after telling us that the, the family of Noah and all the animals entered in, he says in verse 16, And they that went in, when in male and female of flesh, as God had commanded him, and Jehovah shut him in. And we have the same uh, order of events here in the parable of the ten virgins. They that were ready went in with him, that would be the bridegroom, the Lord Jesus Christ, to the marriage and the door was shut. Exactly parallel to the historical situation with Noah's ark. They, they went in. God shut him in. The rain began to fall. And, and here Christ is speaking a parable regarding the cry that the bridegroom comes and and he tells us this story about virgins with lamps, wise and foolish, and those that had oil and those that lacked oil. And we can see how it all relates to the proclamation, the worldwide proclamation, concerning the approaching day of judgment as the Bible brought forth that information and God told the world the specific day judgment would begin Exactly as God told Noah the specific day the flood would begin. The yet seven days and the flood will come. Seventeenth day of the second month of Noah's six hundredth year. May twenty one, twenty eleven, the Bible opened up that date, which had the underlying Hebrew calendar date, the seventeenth day of the second month. The date that identified uh, 7,000 years earlier with the beginning of the flood was the same day, the self-same day, the equivalent self-same day, that God 
was broadcasting to the world, and God's people were telling everyone and anyone who would listen, and and it was it was all over the place as the Spirit of Christ moved within his people to be preachers of righteousness in our modern day, and it was foretold. This is the time, because God's people had oil in their lamps. They could see these things that the rest could not. Christ did not come as a thief for them. Therefore, they were waiting and ready And when the time came, all to be saved were saved. And again, in the spiritual realm, you cannot see if uh, when a person enters into the kingdom of heaven. You, You cannot see when a person becomes saved. But God came and and all of his elect were saved and in their salvation... It is as though they went into the safety of the kingdom of God to the marriage. But the the marriage also has a marriage feast, and the Bible goes into some detail about that in a very interesting way in the book of Revelation that speaks of the marriage feast as a time of judgment and wrath. And, and so... In one way, God views the marriage feast, the marriage supper of the Lamb, as judgment day. And, and, and so, as the elect go into the marriage, the door was shut. God shut him in. It's God's action. The people on the ark did not shut the door to the ark. Noah did not shut the door. Mrs. Noah did not shut it. Ham, Shem, or Japheth did not shut the door. Their wives did not shut the door. None of the animals shut the door. But Jehovah shut him in. And to the outsider, to the people of the world who would later come to the ark when the rain kept falling, and they would see the shut door, they may think that Noah did it, or one of his family and and they may cry to Noah, 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 let us in. Uh, open the door, open the door. And yet Noah didn't shut it. And none of his family shut it. God shut it. And the Bible is very clear on a particular point which says that what God has shut, no man can open. Now here the bridegroom shut the door. The, the door was shut. It, we're not told specifically, but it, it's the bridegroom who came in his carriage or whatever the, the idea is here. And he, he brought the wise virgins in with him. And so certainly they would not be so bold, the virgins themselves, to shut the door. It was the bridegroom who shut the door. And, 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 and it's the same idea. God shuts the door. The, the people of God, uh, are, are, uh, uh, despised and, and vilified in our time because we tell others. We say now, because the, the season has changed, we say the door's shut. 
we, we say God shut the door. And just as we're doorkeepers, just as we were when it was the day of salvation and, and the gospel was going forth in a wonderful way, and we would tell people, go to God because the door is, is wide open like it's never been before in all history. It's a glorious time of salvation. Go to God. God has opened the door of heaven. And that was our privilege. It was a blessing to do. And, and we enjoyed and we, we truly, um, rejoiced in telling people about this opportunity to seek the Lord while he may be found because the door of heaven is open presently. But now we're still a doorkeeper. We're still a doorkeeper. God does the opening, and while it's open, we stand outside and we say, won't you come in? Won't you go to the Lord that he might bring you in? And But now God shut the door, and we're still by the door because the door is Christ. The door, therefore, is the word of God, the Bible, and we're caretakers of the Bible. We identify with the Bible, and and so here we are, standing by the door that God shut, and we have to tell people, because it's our role, it's our duty to speak the truth and, and to be as faithful as possible to the things the Bible says. And we tell people, I'm sorry, but, but the time has passed. The period in which the door was open is now over with and, and God has shut the door. And he has said that what he shuts that no man can open. So we cannot open the door. We have no ability to open the door. God tells us in Luke 13, beginning in verse 24, Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able when once the master of the house is risen up and hath shut to the door. Not the lowly servant. It's not the lowly child of God, the humble servant, someone saved by God's grace and, and otherwise just a rebel, a sinner. And it's not the doorkeeper. It's not his place, his role to rise up and shut to the door. But it's the master of the house. It's God himself that rises, that has the power and the authority and, and will do it according to his plan. He rises and shuts to the door. And then when he shuts the door, it says, Ye begin to stand without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. And he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence ye are. God shuts, no man can open. And, of course, in the day of judgment, when God shuts the door, it's final. It's final. There's no more seasons. There's no more periods of rain. There's there's no more fruit to come in. God had a program with three rains, the early 
uh, righteous rain, the early rain, and then the latter rain. And, and Christ was the fruit of the early righteous rain. The first fruits were, were the fruit of the early rain saved during the church age. And then the end time fruits, the fruit of ingathering came in with the latter rain. Just three seasons of rain, three periods of fruit, no more rain, no more fruit. There, there is no more outpouring of the Spirit unto salvation in God's program for things. The only thing left is the final judgment of mankind. And that's where we're at presently. We're going through the judgment like Noah and his family went through the flood. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.